And once more, it is another episode of the Reef Lords Pod Academy, episode number 14 already. When I think about it, we've been going for over a year and it's been absolutely brilliant. Uh, my special guest joining me, as always, from Reef Lords, we say hello to you, Dora Lou. Good morning, David. Fantastic to have you with us today. Um, something today that you said to me, it might not be a very long episode, but it's a vital one. And I absolutely agree with you because today we're going to be talking about opening municipal accounts after registration. Now, these, again, it's one of the things that, you know, when you get caught up in the excitement of buying a new property and all of those things, you don't often think about this. So we're going to talk about that today because, you know, you get your property registered. Everybody's excited. Now what? Okay. So, Dora, now what? Where do we start? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually an excellent question. And, I, and and we get that a lot from our first-time homeowners. So they ask, you know, how do we go about, you know, after registration? What must we do? How do we activate municipal services? How do we pay rates and taxes? So we get asked a lot. All right. So this episode, very short. It's going to be very short, but hopefully very sweet, like you said. Um, yeah. So um, shall we actually jump right in and then? Just to sort of um, uh, let our audience understand the process after registration from the deeds office and the mun uh, municipalities. Please do, because I know that I've been confused about this in the past. So, so let's walk it through. Your property is now registered. Now what? Hmm. So uh, your property is registered in the deeds office into your name, right? So the deeds office upon registration triggers a notification to the relevant municipality. All right. So let's say, for instance, your property is in Midrand, then the relevant municipality would be city of Johannesburg. All right, so the system within the city of Johannesburg uh, called land information system or uh, in short, LIS, okay, then that system updates the new ownership details, like your name, your ID, you know, how big the, the size of the property, et cetera, et cetera. And by updating this information, the process takes up to about two months after registration. Right, so for the new ownership detail to reflect on their system it takes about two months or so. But obviously, you know, now with the COVID, um, it may take longer. You just need to keep your fingers on the pulse. Um, and creation of the account, although is done internally by the councils, um, the responsibility of paying and activating municipal services still lie with the new owner okay so now so now this this thing could take up to two months as you say but we need to start paying quite soon don't we yeah well look um sometimes the statements don't arrive uh at the time of registration and even a few a few months after registration, but you're always, always going to budget uh, for that time period that you don't receive the statements for the rates and taxes. Uh, so just don't assume that you don't 
you don't have to pay if you don't get the statement. That is a common mistake that people make, I feel. Yeah, because you're going, okay, well, nobody's told me anything, so I'm not, just not <laughs> going to do it. And then suddenly you get an account that's way more money than you've budgeted for. But now rates and taxes is, is separate, if I understand correctly, from other municipal services. Yeah, so um, there are... There are a few items included in rates and taxes statements, right? So those typical services would include your rates and taxes, um, your water, electricity, sewerage, refuse removals. All right, so these are all typically included in the uh, services from the municipality. Okay, but now that those, yeah. sorry, Dora, just so I'm clear. So things like water and uh, electricity sewage refuse removal would we have to would we have to to sort of activate those or are they automatically activated as soon as this transfer goes through um you have to go activate them okay perfect at the municipality yeah although they've got all your ownership information but they still need you to physically go to the branch and activate provide them with documents and proof of registration so that the services can now be transferred to you if you hear what i'm saying okay now th yeah, that's yeah. great if you've got a, a freestanding home but uh, what happens because more and more people these days um, are, are in these complexes, so the, the apartments or the townhouses or whatever, and they have body corporates. Now, does that change anything? Yeah, that's a very good and valid question, actually. Um, so it's very important to know that if your property is within a body corporate scheme or homeowner association scheme, for instance, body corporate scheme being apartments and townhouses, some of these services may have been built in your monthly levy statements already. So you must just pay a lot of attention to what line items are included in your monthly levy statement. And you need to confirm with your managing agent what's included in the levy and what's not. So you don't duplicate any payment. So for example, we've had an incident where um, municipality actually made a mistake. The apartment that we sold to the buyer um, was registered and the buyer was paying uh, the the sewerage called effluent fee on a monthly levy statement while her rates and taxes bill also includes sewerage and effluent. So that is incorrect. That is, that is saying that you're actually duplicating payment. So if you discover that, you must actually report immediately to the city of Johannesburg or Ekuleni, whoever the municipality is. Right, to rectify your, your, your statements. So it's very vital to understand what is included in your levy statement. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about uh, all of these things. Now, to me, somebody who doesn't like going out a lot, um, surely if I've just mm. bought a property, I can just do everything online. Mm. You know, uh, at the moment, most municipalities do not take online activations of accounts. Although you do, you do get e-statements, electronic statements, but the process of, 
of activating these services for your property still lies very manually. And you need to, you know, uh, visit your nearest municipal customer service center to activate these accounts for, for yourself. Okay, and um, as you mentioned, so, this, yeah. this could be a little challenging because with, mm. with COVID and particularly where we are now, you don't know if those those places are open or not. So I'm, I'm guessing yeah. try and find out and, and, and get a phone number or something and actually say, hey, when are you open so you can get there and do this? Now, mm. when you go in, because I know somebody this happened to, uh, they walked into... Uh, get this whole thing activated, and they didn't have certain of their documents with them, um, and that created a massive problem. So, so yeah. when going in, you, you now, I mean, these days I'd almost say you need to pack a lunch if you're going to somewhere like that, but what do you need to take with you? Well, look, yeah, like you said, with all these irregular closures due to COVID, right, this can be very challenging. So you want to limit the number of trips that you make to these uh, municipal customer centers. So make sure um, at the time you want to activate your accounts, bring with you these documents. All right. So number one, foremost, it's the proof of registration issued by your conveyancing attorney. All right, so you need that proof that your property is now registered in your name. The reason why for that is that your title deeds don't usually arrive at the same time of registration. That's usually a couple of months later that you only get your title deeds. All right, so you need to have that proof of registration with you. That's number one and foremost uh, important. Number two, your ID. Well, that's very typical. Everywhere you go to open an account or whatever, you need your ID, all right? But in case of um, company owning the property, you bring along your company registration documents as well as the director's ID. Okay, so that serves as the identity of the company. And number three would be a service deposit. Now, this is very confusing for a lot of homeowners, I think. Um, what this means is that the municipality actually takes a certain amount of deposit just in case that your accounts is not paid up to date. And then, you know, they keep it on record. Um, uh, and usually the, the once the the property gets registered to the next owner, it recoups the, the, the deposit from the next owner. So that, you know, it, it, it just rolls over and over. Um, and that service deposit usually tallies up to about two months of your rates and taxes. Okay, mm, but okay. obviously different yeah, different municipalities work on different amount, but just make sure that you maybe bring a card or bring some cash with you just for that service deposit to be paid on site. Now, okay. that, and, that's, that yeah. right there, I think, is so, so important because don't assume that if you get to the municipality, they're going to be able to take card payments. So just make sure you got some cash as well, uh, at least in my experience. Yeah, no, very true, very true. You know, their system always goes on offline sometimes, and then it, it, it just can create uh, a lot of challenges for, for, for people, especially during this COVID challenging times, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so apart from those three items, um, another one that is very, very much overlooked um, by homeowners when activating accounts is that bring your water and electricity meter readings. The readings must be taken upon registration. All right, so that is a cutoff point from the time that the property is registered from the old owner to the new owner. Okay, so the purpose of it is obviously for a smooth cutover. All right, not a lot of owners do that, but it's very critical to have a precise uh, meter reading and billing reflected on your statements. Mm, okay, yeah. right. Now, if I've done all of this, you, you did mention that you do get your your statements, et cetera, et cetera, those might be in the form of e-statements and come to you online. Am I correct with correct. that? Correct, correct. Okay. Um, so both City of Johannesburg and Ekuleni, Swani, they take um, uh, they take your details online and you give them your email uh, address or you create an account on their website to receive e-statements on a monthly basis. So this is, you know, obviously the the options that you can uh, uh, you can go for, yeah, to receive statements. Mm -hmm. Now we did talk about this earlier, but let's just go through this again. So I've I've now done all of this and I've registered for my my you know my email and e-statements, e etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and month one goes by and I don't receive a statement from them. Does that mean I don't have to pay? Oh, uh, look, uh, that's a common mistake. And I think, you know, the, the, the mindset needs to change because um, once registration goes over, you are going to be billed from the date of registration. Okay, it doesn't matter if you receive your statement a year later or two years later, that figure is going to be accumulated on your statement. Now, before you realize that your water electricity got cut, you need to have aside a certain um, amount of budget for rates and taxes, just in case that the system is, you know, um, giving you odds, not uh, not getting sent to you on time. So just always have that budget allocated. Yeah, and I suppose it's also a good idea to, to speak to um, the, the, the agent or the, the seller or whatever and, and just get an idea of what their monthly uh, water and electricity bill are. Yeah, you can get it from sellers usually. And if you're buying from a developer, um, obviously it depends on which stage you're purchasing from the developer. But usually with our developments is half of the uh, monthly levy. So if, you know, say for instance, um, the monthly levy in our developments is a thousand rand a month, then you sort of need to budget 500 rand for rates and taxes. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. So, you know, when we talk about it now, it seems fairly straightforward, um, but I think this is so, so important. Um, and, and, you know, we, you need to get this kind of guidance. So, Dora, thank you for that. 
Um, in wrapping up, I mean, is Reflords around? I know you guys are, are very, very good in terms of helping people, even if they don't own one of your properties. Um, but are you around? Can 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 you help? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. We're always here if you have any questions relating to this topic or any topic relating to property. You know, we're here to help and we actually get asked a lot of questions regarding this, not just, you know, on the topics that we've uh, we've covered so far, but other topics that uh, I didn't even think of, you know, uh, Customers can always get very creative in asking questions. So feel free to drop us an email if you do have questions on Catherine at reflords.co.za. So it's spelled as C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E at reflords.co.za. Or simply post on our Facebook page, Reflords Property Development. Wonderful stuff. Wraps it up for this uh, edition of the Reflords Pod Academy. Tora Liu, as always, thank you so much. This broadcast is proudly brought to you by Reflords. Think home, think Reflords. Dora, go well. Have a fantastic day. You too, David. Thank you. There we go. Wraps it up. Uh, Dora Liu, my special guest there. Uh, to each and every one of you, look after yourselves, take care, and thank you for listening.